Hey, I'm Chris Downing. And I'm Omar Henderson. And we invite you to listen to our new podcast, Not Not Your Your Common Common Conversation, Conversation, where we talk about everything in and outside of our heads, like health, music, money, race, relationships, religion, and the world around us, socially and personally. And oh yeah, we talk about the ridiculous stuff too. And what makes these Not Your Common Conversation is that we focus on and talk about how we're being inside of all of that and how that has an impact on what we're doing. And this is Not Not Your Your Common Conversation, Conversation, a bi-weekly podcast. I wanted to uh, do a sort of um, music production uh, edition. Uh, All right. Being as though I just finished uh, doing stage managing the Richmond Jazz Festival. Uh, What did you discover? Shout out to the Richmond Jazz Festival and all the crew. They were amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, My man, Mike Ferg. Uh, the festival is created, or uh, who I, I always say who owns the festival, so to speak. Or, oh, Mike or, Ferguson? No, 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 no. A, a guy named Ken Johnson uh, owns. Um, shout out to JMI, I think, um, a marketing company. Uh, I've been on this festival for three years. This we took a hiatus uh after 2019 okay. of course covid happened and so this is the first time it's been back since 2019 all right and it was amazing man we had the likes of Chuck Khan Joe uh Robert Glasper um, wow that's cool uh Shantae Moore um Lettucey uh uh Layla Hathaway it was pretty amazing Dave Cos for those who are into the smooth jazz uh, oh yeah uh, Peter White. Um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was really and, and a lot, a lot more. There's some great opening acts, man. How was the turnout? Uh, turnout was pretty good. Pretty good. I uh, manage um, uh, what they call Stage One Virginia. Okay. Uh, uh, Virginia's for lovers. Lovers for Virginia. Virginia uh, is for lovers. Virginia is for lovers. And then there was the. They're the, trying to steal Hail to the Redskins. Who's trying? Where? Virginia, because they want the Redskins to move there. Well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just had to plug that in because I'm a Redskins fan. And you're know. like, I don't. I don't like the name exactly. But okay. I, you know, that's gonna be a. Uh, that's going to be my thorn in your side. Yeah, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. As the season goes on, I mean, I'm excited for the season, but. But yeah, I wanted to talk, I wanted to, I called you up in the middle of the festival, I was like, hey man, we gotta do something on music. I know you had a, a musical weekend, you you just finished uh, doing a yes, private did. party, and yes, I did. had your own experiences. Um, well, I mean, I tell you what, I'll, I'll ask you about uh, your experience, and, and you can ask me about my experience. Okay, so i tell you the takeaway from my experience. I don't want to get into the details of it, but I kind of knew this. So, well, give us some, give us, frame it out. Give us some reference point. You, you're a bass player in a band. Give, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's a very good yeah, point. So nobody a, knows exactly. I, I'm a 65 year old bass player, raised kids who listen to hip hop, never expected to be in a hip hop band of all things. And here I am. And I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. Um, You've had this band is you, you're in a band. How long has the band been? Around? Oh, I've been in the band for going. It'll be two years in January. 
Oh, okay. And we've been quite busy, thank God. We've been quite busy. We've been in, uh, played in a, quite a few places. All right. Or we've played in a few places consistently. Nonetheless, a um, couple of things that I realized is uh, for the vocalist. Uh, well, no. So my experience as a bass player playing in these bands is um, I, my background is through you know listening, growing up listening to R and B, funk, rock, and then progressive music, and so. I want to bring some of those elements into the hip hop. Now, what I've learned from listening to hip hop, quite honestly. But wait a minute, you played back in the day. Oh, I played, yeah, back in the 70s mostly. Yeah, and you played what? I played bass then. Okay. You know, I started out on guitar and I couldn't learn guitar quick enough to be able to jam with people. Okay, got So it. I picked up the bass uh, in the interim and that way I could just, you know, I could jam with people. Um, so. Um, Here you are, 60. I'm self-taught. I'm self-taught. And, you know, being self-taught, there are a lot of things that I overlooked or missed trying to pursue something else. Um, it, it, I didn't have, I honestly, I didn't have um, the patience to uh, get some rudimentary things down. Over, over time, I have gotten that. And, you know, I've listened to, and in order to get that, I've listened to bassists like, James Jamerson, I've listened to Verdine White. Those guys were like phenomenal in their bass playing. You know, they really knew how to color um, with the song with arpeggios and runs that weren't as extensive as, say, like a a Jaco Pastorius or a, or a Stanley Clark or somebody like that. But they would they would just fill the space adequately. So. And that's something that I've always that always has appealed to me, or as of lately, has really appealed to me. You know, you hear guys like Thundercat and Jaco Pastorius, and you know all these other guys that are into a lot of the progressive stuff, and they like to basically treat their bass like a guitar, which is fine. I'm not gonna say it's not any good, but um, there's something to be said about tasteful placement of of you know riffs and runs that contribute to the song and most of it quite honestly it's a really good blend of rhythm and melody <laughs> rhythm and blues right <laughs> when you listen to bass players like the ones i named james jameson and um and verdine white you know they do a very good job of that they do a i mean there were there were a number of them i mean yeah um, there were a number um, of them and quite honestly Nathaniel eastman there you uh, go. I mean, I mean, that were in the po- you're talking about pocket bass players, pocket bass players that also have the ability to fill in. So this, so what I, what I, so that's one of the things that I've gotten out of playing in this hip hop band is um, ah, finding that that pop those pocket runs that are somewhat progressive that are reflective of the progressive background, but don't really go too crazy and outside of the lines of playing hip hop or R and B. And I'm having a lot of fun doing it. On the other hand, uh, you know, we had a breakdown with our vocalists. And um, what I'm discovering, I remember watching American Idol and realizing back then that, you know, these kids are going through a lot of rigorous work to perform and to win this prize. That is only a portion 
of what somebody like a Beyonce or even an Aretha Franklin or Rihanna or anybody who's popular or anybody who sings on a regular basis has to go through. Um, the group that I play for and the music that we play, it requires a lot of a female vocalist, a lot. And even though we rehearse maybe once a week, when we get up there and perform, I mean, you got to have the stamina. you got to have the pipes. Your pipes have to have the stamina, you know. Um, and, you know, this came to mind because there were a few breakdowns this weekend in that particular area. And, uh, you know, at one point, the MC, who's he, he's just phenomenal, but he turned to the band and said, she needs a break because um, she was she was failing at some point, you know. And right. so, you know, you just can't for those of you who are listening um, to, you know, being a musician, take some rigor on your part to. Um, show up. Just merely show up. It takes some rigor, you know, and it takes daily playing with your instrument, daily singing. Um, <coughs> uh, if you're doing cover songs, you want to stay within the song for at least twenty, twenty to thirty minutes a day, and learn the ins and outs and see what you can do, and, and you know, maybe more than that. But yeah, it's 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 rigorous. I, I I would I would say it's interesting you're saying that you're bringing this up about because you're talking about you know what it takes to to do what you know people dance to or make you know uh, take for granted the amount of work it takes to to be you know right to to do music do production I mean it is production it, you know and. Whether you're doing music, whether you're doing, you know, video film, painter, anything. I think sometimes uh, we get the notion, I'll speak for myself, even when I was growing up, I got, you know, the notion that, oh, you would just, you know, you know, all the things that you, you, that goes in when you think about, um, especially music, you know, partying and, you know, uh, just fun and all that kind of stuff. And, and so you sometimes forget the work that needs to be done to get to, to achieve something, a, a good product. Um, I know myself having to, I've been around music most of my life uh, since my early 20s. I mean, before that, I mean, but, but professionally since my early 20s, Either, you know, mixing for artists, being in, you know, groups myself. Um, and now, you know, at this age, uh, you know, I get called, you know, often to stage manage, you know, a festival or particular artists or something like that. Or, you know, every now and then I used to do it more. You know, I've, I've been uh, I've been on the road with artists. Uh, I've worked uh, union <laughs> and I was in the union local uh, shout out to Local 22 here in the uh, D.C. area. Um, and because uh, I also want, you know, there's 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 the point of view from the musician. But there's also a part of it that people don't see is the production people, you know, people. And that's people who are I mean, it's all part of the same thing. Um, you know, whether it's the, you know, um, front of the house engineer, the monitor engineer, to the stage hands, to the backline crew, to the promoters, 
to the stage management, all of it is part of that makes this thing go down for people to do. To the video crew, I mean, the sound company, I mean, all of it. There's a lot of different components, and we run around. We prepare for this like you do as a musician months ahead of, the t- ahead of time. You know, this, 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 this weekend festival, again, I think it's, a, I think it's the 10th year. Um, and many other festivals, I've you know I used to work uh, in the DC uh, Jazz Festival. Um, I've worked in festivals outside the country in Paris, um, uh, and and I mean you know on just on and on. Um, but it takes preparation, is what you're talking about. It's more than just coming up and and you know it takes practicing. Whether you're a bass player or a singer, or whatever you got to practice. Um, I know for myself, you know, again, why I wanted to talk about this because, uh, and I know you shared your experience with me, and I, I know you got some more to, to add to that, but, you know, I got a chance to, you know, uh, work around, and I get it for many, many years, this, this weekend it was Chuck Khan, it was Robert Glasper, um, 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 Lettucey, and uh, a number of other people I'm, I'm, I'm uh, spacing out on, but... Um, but you, you know, you go somebody like Shaka Khan, who's an icon, who's been in the business. I don't know, f- definitely fifty years, uh, if not longer, sixty. Almost, years. almost, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely fifty. Because yeah, you got to consider the time before. Correct. She's hit. She hit. Before had a hit record. We all knew her. Right. Before we all she knew was, her. Exactly. She was still, you know, working on her craft to what we to what we know her as now. And at, uh, I believe she's seventy. Wow. And she comes out. It was hot as all get out this weekend. Right. I mean, it probably reached up to close to 100, really, wow. between Saturday and Sunday. Here she comes out, you know, performing and doing what we all love her to do. Um, the band is impeccable. Um, I was just, I had some video of a young woman who played, I got to show it to you, played drums. She played with Dave Cause's band. She's, she she looked, I don't she might be Trinidadian. But she's 20 years old. She was amazing drummer. Amazing. Amazing. You know what I mean? I mean, she did the job. Right. Exactly. Did and, you get her name? Uh, I did not get her name. I have a video of her, but okay. I can find her. Because there's this drummer I follow on Instagram. Her, I think her name is Pocket Queen. It, it might, I'll, 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 I'm just curious. I'll, I'll show you when we, we, we finish talking. But again, over over the years, um, again, I've I've had... You know, studios, this is one of them, another one of them, work with all kinds of artists, famous and not famous, and the amount of work and discipline and attention that you have to, you know, do. I know as an old-timer, so to speak, as a sales manager, I, I have the ability to help, you know, with monitors, you know, um, um, you know, work with the, because the, really the hard, one of the harder things, people are, let's just shout out to the monitor engineer, you know, it's one thing to mix for the audience, but to mix for the musicians on stage and make sure they they're hearing what they need to hear. And each, you know, the drum, each position, a drummer needs to hear what he needs to hear in his monitor. The the keyboard player needs to hear what they need to hear. The bass player and the and the, you know help the engineer get get to that wow. because I've been a monitor engineer. In fact, you know, I went up, you know, at one point during the show. Uh, I don't know. I think it was Peter White, and mixed a little bit, you know. I mean, the guy had it where he needed to be. But, you know, I totally feel comfortable letting me come in there because I, I mix. That's interesting. Uh, and so it's so 
to your point, one of the things you shared to me, the experience was not, uh, you know, you guys have uh, you're ch- just recently got a new vocalist, lead vocalist. Um, must have been five weeks. Yeah, five weeks. And, you know, she was <laughs> using her phone for cues. Yeah, and, that, that's not, that's yeah, never yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that, that wasn't good. But, but you said something a minute ago, which I had no idea was there, which is monitor engineers. You know, I look forward to the day when we can have somebody who has a sound, has an ear for sound. Yeah, and just important. and just be available to mix us and and set up the monitor because we're we're busy setting up and playing and you know and so we're like bare minimum. Well, it sounds satisfactory. Yeah, I can hear myself. One of, as a matter of fact, when we you know there's there's a particular song that we do. We do a mashup of Havana and Smooth. And uh, this Havana is by this girl named uh, Camille Camarello or something like that. I forget. Okay. I can't think. The latest pop song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then we actually mashed that up with Smooth by Sant- Santana. Right. And in that section, when we hit the Smooth, the guitar player has a solo. Well, we didn't run him through the mixer, and his amp was facing front, so I couldn't hear his solo at all. And I look forward to that. I look forward to You know, as a musician... Yeah, you want to hear yourself, but you want to hear everybody else so that you can be in the groove of the beaten sound. <laughs> you so, are burping and everything I know, on the right? phone. I know. Hey, on the mic, can you imagine what people got to hear? Sorry about that. All right, that. just move your head away from it when you take those pauses. If okay. Because that's going to sound it's crazy. It's like a mild hiccup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. It's good. <laughs> you know, you, you just want to be in the groove of it. And right. When you, you know, and so because the groove supports you. Absolutely. Sound is everything when and you're so, on that stage. Right. And so when, in fact, you're by yourself then you, or you only hear yourself or you're limited in what you hear, then it becomes sort of like work. Yeah. I got to keep this groove going because I can't hear what this guy is doing. So somebody's got to step up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's like, it's like walking in the dark a little bit. It is a little bit like walking yeah, in the dark. That's or why it's I- like. Like lifting a railroad tie, and you think, oh, that guy's not lifting as heavy as much as I am, so I gotta pull a little harder. Yeah. Or pushing a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's important. It's really important to get sound right, and that's why, again, this this weekend as an engineer, I mean, you know, I was I was really proud when, I'm really proud when the musicians, but the engineers and the and the production manager. Because these guys, you know, they're professional musicians. They're all over the world performing. And they go, thank you, man. This 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 cat, uh, I think his name was um, Sizz. Sizz, he was the engineer. Sizz, he was like, because he, engine- he was the monitor engineer not only for Chucka Khan, but he was the monitor engineer for Lettucey, the, the two main opening uh, acts. And he walked away after last, you know, uh, Let Us See was the last performer. He walked away and came up and was like, man, thank you. Thank you so much for taking care of me, man. Uh, I mean, all the guys, you know, everybody from, you know, oh, Kirk Wellam. We had Kirk Wellam, great Kirk Wellam on saxophone. And, you know, and they're happy. Like, you know, they're genuinely happy because not only did you give them the equipment that they needed, the console, everything, because we had different consoles, you know, we had the... The uh, uh, and great console, Avid. Um, I think at the uh, the uh, SL6 or the S6L. 
Uh, we had the um, uh, Glasper wanted the Yamaha CL5, which is, you know, he's an all premiere. Joe wanted a Digico, which is an English uh, console. He's all, you know, latest, greatest digital consoles. And, and it makes a difference because those guys walk in with the, with the thumb drive, with their stuff, you know, and they want to be able to pop their thumb drives in. And that's the thing about now. You know, the, the console is essentially computers, so they pop their their thumb drive in and everything goes to what they're used to. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, it's got it's got to be that way. When you're on that level, it can't be a guessing game. It right. can't be like, oh, I can maybe I can hear, because they just won't play. Right. <laughs> it's as simple as that. They won't play. And that's in the, you know, you get what's called a rider. That's in the, that's in the, the contract. Like, everything's got to be as so. So, I mean, when you guys are on a level, it would be great to have an engineer and you, you'll tell the difference because it'll be like the way you're used to hearing it when you're, you know, when you're, you know, when it's in your head. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Like, or whatever, when you record, like, right, right. you know, the, the solo the, and and in a good in a, an engineer, any decent engineer is not going to have the guitar. He's going to make sure the guitar player's mic because he's got to be in the system. Right. It's got everybody's got to come out of the same place. Yeah, that you know that's you and that was that was one thing that we didn't do on this one gig. We only put the vocalist and the bass drum through the mixer. Can't ooh. Horrible, and then everything else was just clean amp, just you know, yeah. guitar, bass. Well, you could do that if it's in a small place, <laughs> right? But you guys were outside, or something? we were outside, but it was a rooftop and it was limited. I mean, you know, yeah, it but wasn't... because the sound's going. The reason why, even though it's on a, the sound goes out in the air. Yeah, it goes out. So in if the you're air. in a in a if you're in a small club like Blues Alley, you can kind of get away with that because the sound. It comes back. Yeah, it comes back to you a little bit. That right. that, you know. And again, even then, it's the, a good engineer will position those amps in a space, place where it's going to, you're going to get optimal sound in that space. So that's all. I mean, there is a science to it, and people oh, yeah, just totally. You know, it drives me crazy because you get people and they just like, oh yeah, I'll mix, I'll do this, and it's like, it's 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 like you going to your doctor. Somebody is like, yeah, man, I did first aid at the at, at this church, and so now I'm going to operate on you. It's like, no, you can't. No, 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 no. Yeah, we um, got a place coming up that's kind of echoey. Yeah, I'm look. Well, we haven't gotten booked there, but I know that we will be because I've been in touch with the with the uh, the front manager or whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of echoey. It's a new place, and so it's echoey. And so I realized that we can't be loud. Otherwise, it's just going to sound like yeah, it's going to sound right. So it's going to be it's, horrible. So what you do a lot of times as an engineer myself, um, it's again, it's been a long time since I've been on the road. I'm still, but I, you know, you you, it's like riding a bike. You got to figure out first of all what that room gives you, right? What is that room going to give you? Then you work from kind of like you, you find out the take the what I do is I take the the loud one of the loudest instruments, which is a drummer or a drummer or sometimes a guitar player, but a drummer, and go play. And then get the 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 singer. And see if I'm if you play drums and you're singing. Can I still hear her? Because you're not, musicians have to understand, you're not playing by yourself. You're playing as a group. Right. And so if you can hear, and, and but everybody else can't hear, or 
you know, it's got to it's got to be that's why they call it mixing. It's got to be together. It's like having a dish. What sense is it that you know, the drummer's playing loud and yeah, but but you're not playing as it's like taking a, it's like tasting food that's too salty or too it's got too much spicing. It's like now it's not a good blend because it's something sticking out. Everybody's got to be together. It's got it's a unit. It's a unit. If it do, so that means if you have a room that that is soft, that means the drummer may be like, okay, maybe I don't play as loud this time. Right. I've got to learn how to work with dynamics and not oh, play God. as loud. That's a, yeah, that's a key thing. That's a key thing. You know, it's funny because one of the things that I'm learning, uh, oftentimes what I hear when I've been playing with this band is people want more bass. Because I have it that if I get too loud, then everybody else is going to pump up their volume because they kind of sense that they're competing with me, Right. So um, so right now I'm working on being loud but being soft. I have a tendency of plucking sort of medium hard. But that comes from the fact that my volume ha- is set so that I'm, I'm heard but not as strong as I want to or as not as strong as the crowd is. So right now I'm working on raising my volume and playing softer. At the same time, um, there are certain songs that you know the other musicians uh like we'll do a rendition of we do the go-go version of hello and when the vocalist comes in it's a time for all of us to just calm down you know we don't have to hit those chords with the same power and strength and dynamic as we did when we started the song we start the song strong you know, but it's just time that just you got to have that touch. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that stuff should be done inside of rehearsals. Like, oh yeah, sometimes you know. So here's this the other day I was mentioning. You know, there's never enough rehearsal, right? There can <laughs> never almost be enough enough rehearsal. And what I mean by that, it's like uh, practicing. You can't ever practice enough. You know. From, I mean, most people can't ever practice stuff. Yeah, there's no mountaintop, that's for sure. Yeah, because, and as a group, you need to practice. Even So there's one thing, learning the song inside out. That takes an effort and time, right? As mm-hmm. a group, learning the song. Not as just an, as an individual, but as a group, right? So let's say you nail the song. You got that song. It's nailed. Now you need to learn how to play the song within different dynamics and situations. Let things drop out. Let's, you know, let's not play as hard here. And so it gives you a little bit more vocabulary when you're put in situations where it may not be conducive. So you you know what to do. Like everybody knows, okay, drummer, because, you know, you got some drummers that can only play one one level, you know, and it's like, hey, you got to learn how to adjust to the situation so that the overall sound of the group and, and most of all, the overall experience of the audience is still good yeah and and that takes experience people are still learning to play their instruments they're nervous they're all that kind of shit you know i mean i as a you know again this isn't a a music production um edition so you know i know some some people may not find this interesting but some people who knows might i i I used to i used to um get nervous you know i mean like i would have to get shake out the you know because i'm walking into a lot of times i'm walking you know, a, a new console. We were, you know, not the main group, so I had to use the console that that was given. Um, um, 
but I, I need to quickly find out where everything is so that I can give the band at least the basics, you know, um, you know, EQ, some compression, you know, gates, you know, on some toms if I need them, you know, some reverb delay. I need to get to that quick and, and learn it quick. A new board. I've never seen this equipment. I, I can't, excuse me, tell you how many times I've walked into situations and I've never seen this equipment in my life. <laughs> Literally, I've not, I don't know what I don't know what this board is, but I know it's a board. It's like a bike. I know it's got wheels, and where's the brakes? And how do you turn left? And how do you turn right? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know I need yeah. to. Where's the? I can I can figure. And now you're in a world with digital, where you know there's layers. You know it's not like uh, you know analog consoles where everything. It might be huge. We were talking about that the other day at the at the at the festival where you know the blueprint of a console now is literally a quarter of what it used to be. You used to have consoles that were literally like. That were literally like ten feet, you know what I mean? You know, it was a huge console. Uh, now you get a console, and it might be three feet. Um, and and because things are layered, it's a computer, and it's layered, and you have to go behind different uh, layers and, and and buttons and things like that. You pull up your first sixteen channels, and then your your next sixteen channels, and you know. Um, and so. But it's great because it's packed with so much. I mean, it's less space, but but more power to do things. And so you've got my bigger point is that you've got to be able to get used to being uncomfortable, get used to being in that place that I'm uncomfortable and make it your own. Make it work. Make it work. It's never going to be conducive like you want it to be. You know, one of the things I'm challenged with as a stage manager is I've got an opening act and how it normally works is you we come seven o'clock in the morning the, the tech people come from that band and they set up everything for the headliner and then and then the band comes and then they they tune in their instruments that might be an hour and then if well, in most cases, the main artist, like Chugga Khan's not coming to the rehearsal. She has somebody that's going to make sure, her engineer makes sure that it's what, what she needs to be and it's all conducive. And you've got two, maybe sometimes an hour, two hours. In this case, we had three hours. And then you push that, uh, uh, you push that upstage, which is back, and and you have those on risers. And then you set up another band in front of them for the uh, secondary acts, and then you have the the opening acts, and you set up a band. So you actually have three different layers of band, and you're shuffling around three different drum sets. You've got a left drum set over there. You've got a right drum set over You literally have different, you got, we have three of everything. You know, it's three, two or three consoles, three or two Three, uh, three drum sets, three bass rigs, three, three or four guitar rigs, because everybody's playing all kinds of stuff. And you've got to, and you know, thank God for stagehands, because they, they've got to shuffle the stuff around. And once you set it, like the main act, you can't touch their stuff. Hmm. Nobody can play any of their instruments. You can't touch. That's why you have so many. So you've got to, you've got to be prepared to move and 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 go with the flow, and 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 as much. As the, the entertainment business is ego driven, at times you have to forsake your ego for uh, the bigger cause of the group. You know what I mean? The hmm. bigger cause of the That's group. That's interesting. And I can, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, um, 
I know we've we've uh, we spent a, a little bit of time talking about this. Um, this, this, is, seems, this, seems, this is a conversation that could go on for a while. Well, what I want to do is, if the audience is okay with this, is to do we periodically we do these music production um, um, uh, editions. Yeah, cool. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, like you know, from the experience of the entertainer community. Yeah, you know, interesting. It could maybe be. we'll have some guests. Yeah, maybe um, we'll have some guests. Yeah, because it's you know it's interesting because when you were talking about you know earlier on when you were talking about what it takes, and I realized all that's part of a community. The entertainers, the oh my god, the the instrument providers, the uh, the sound engineers for monitor sound and and front, and the lighting engineers, the production. Yeah, the lighting know, engineers. I forgot lighting to mention engineer, you know <laughs> the. Uh, the physical production crew. I mean, you know, and, and oh my God, it's just like, and it's, and what, I hate to say this, but it's all uniquely human. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> it's all uniquely human. It, like nothing else on the planet gets together and says, yeah, I want to go hear this trees thing or I want to watch these buffalo. It's what human beings yeah, do. Yeah, what we do. We, exactly. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. We, bring that qua- we bring that to life, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Art. Art. And, and, and I, I guess I bring that up because on some level, it's t- all taken for granted. You know, people come to the show, they want to hear the show, and and they're like, you know, it's like, since I've worked with you, um, I've started watching movies with a bit of scrutiny. Right. You know, like, what ed- what edits were done, and how did they get that shot, and how many cameras it took, or how many shots it took. I, was, I was watching this TV program where these women were sitting sort of in a circle. There were three on a couch and two on chairs, and they were having a conversation and it, you know, and the conversation was just going back and forth. I don't, so from the looks of things, they probably had to, I don't know if they had one or two cameras. And yet, you know, when one person said something, they had one camera facing her and the other person said something, they might've switched the whole room just to get that second person to speaking. But she had to speak as if, she had just finished hearing the other person speak. It was like automatic response. Yeah. You know? And so people hear this, and my experience, because I came from that, was like, oh, that was, that was a great scene. Uh, or that was really interesting conversation or whatever, without thinking about what it took to actually put that together. Yeah. You know, the lighting and, and the sound and all well, that I mean, stuff. I think that's what it is. I mean, if, if it comes off natural and, and people don't, uh, um, think about it, then that's a good thing. You know, I, I used to always say, I used to do sound. If nobody complains about the sound, I did my job. That <laughs> right. means it was great. Right. Um, and that's the thing, t- making it look natural, making it look like, I mean, you know, like when you said, and I, I know we got to close this up, you, you mentioned, you know, the singer uh, um, using her phone. You know, now they've got microphones where you can actually put the put the put the, put the uh, microphone stands where you can put the iPad or or the phone and and do that. But what it does, though, when you see that, it takes away from the experience from the audience yeah. because they don't want to be focusing on somebody singing a song. They want to be sung too. They want to be sung too. And you know, I was just thinking. This is the last thing I'm going to say because uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to end this episode. You know, when we're performing up on stage where that performance and those songs are an invitation to the crowd to become a part of the energy and flow 
of what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, I'm up here singing and and playing this music to infuse in you a sense of joy and excitement or whatever. And as a part of that, and you're receiving that is a is a part of the show just as much. It's just yeah. as much a part There's of the a show. There's a generosity on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Generosity. Well, we've done it again. We've done it again. <laughs> all right. uh, thank you, thank you, thank you all for listening to our podcast. Um, and we hope to see you again in the next couple of weeks or so. Peace out. All right. Have a great day. 